0: Good morning, everyone. Julian Assange is best known to most as the founder of Wikileaks, a not-for-profit publishing entity focused toward releasing large data sets of censored or otherwise restricted official materials. He remains a political prisoner in the UK and has been used by governments, primarily the US government, and all others who bend the knee to them as an example to deter others from exposing the truth and who dare dissent about these corrupt, unelected cartels. He's also an OG cypherpunk, so it's no surprise he was early to leverage the neutrality provided by the Bitcoin network when governments pressured payment processes like Visa and MasterCard to censor any transactions to Wikileaks. In 2006, the same year he founded Wikileaks, he wrote a paper titled State and Terrorist Conspiracies, which can be found on NakamotoInstitute.org's website. The intro to this paper reads as follows, quote, To radically shift regime behavior... We must think clearly and boldly, for if we have learned anything, it is that regimes do not want to be changed. We must think beyond those who have gone before us and discover technological changes that embolden us with ways to act in which our forebears could not. Firstly, we must understand what aspect of government or neo-corporatist behavior we wish to change or remove. Secondly, we must develop a way of thinking about this behavior that is strong enough to carry us through the mire of politically distorted language and into a position of clarity. Finally, we must use these insights to inspire within us and others a course of ennobling and effective action, End quote. It's becoming increasingly clear to me that as a matter of necessity, we must reject the framing by dishonest, incompetent, or nefarious actors, be it government or any other entity, that are providing a misleading or blatantly false lens in which to view an issue. We must also provide an alternative frame for people to combat this and one that is grounded in objective truth. This tactic often referred to as gaslighting is designed to lead people to a specific desired conclusion or outcome, and is often used to short circuit honest discourse and truth-seeking. The COVID hysteria is a prime example. Anyone that was wanting more information around vaccines, or that expressed any kind of curiosity, concern, or hesitation was immediately vilified, demonized, and banished from society as a heartless anti-vax lunatic with no concern for other members of their community. Obviously, this is and always was utter nonsense, designed to politicize the issue, enable strong control measures to be enforced and distract people by placing a wedge in society and have everyone fight amongst themselves and become very anchored to perceiving the game board in a specific way. Classic divide and conquer, an oldie but a goodie, it seems. Plenty of Lindy on that strategy. Trust the science. This kind of informational and psychological attack on us all is evil. And I mean that in the truest sense of the word. This is the meme It is an attack on our friends and families, on our children, and on their futures by a selfish and power hungry class of pseudo elite sociopaths who seek to accumulate more and more political power, as is the incentive of a system of political money. If normies realised how they had been played, they would be livid. This manipulation and social engineering is enabled by the creating of a frame. A lens in which to perceive the current thing and typically carves out clear paths for us to choose that are often but not always diametrically opposed. The ESG scenario is another prime example of this, but I won't get stuck on that one right now. I want to focus on inflation. We've been on quite the journey this past two years when it comes to the monetary system, including monetary and fiscal policy. Given the US's position as the world reserve currency, most of what happens is downstream of the Fed. Let's recap the official narrative. Quote, deadly COVID pandemic hits. Everyone must be locked in their homes, and that means we need to increase the money supply drastically. In the US, this was north of 40% in 18 months, meaning 40% of all US dollars in the circulating supply were created in the past two years. All other governments and central banks followed suit. Inflation came out of, quote, nowhere, and apparently it was transitory. Nothing to worry about. Then it had peaked, and they had, quote, everything under control. However, it has continued to increase, seeing 40-year highs month after month in the U.S. The real version is that the financial system is in the process of falling apart. Whether they keep it limping along a while longer, nobody really knows. But the underlying fundamentals are cooked. Jerome and the gang had been trying to reduce their balance sheet between 2018 and 19, but things started to break, specifically the repo market, and they changed course very quickly. If you zoom in around 2019 on the chart above, which shows the US Central Bank balance sheet, you can see that pre-COVID, they had already begun to reverse course and begin increasing the balance sheet once again, beginning in September 2019. COVID or not, they were going to print, but it gave them a beautiful nursery rhyme to lull people to sleep with while they did Now, Fed Chair Jerome Powell has spilt the beans at the ECB forum, basically said they have no clue what they're doing. Quote, one way to say it, would be, I think we now understand better how little we understand about inflation, end quote. Highly recommend you take a listen to that clip attached. It's impossible to know if he's telling the truth at this point or just playing more political games. Code for lying and actively deceiving the public. And it is merely a distraction to bother to find out. They've been so consistently wrong. They're either one, grossly incompetent, or two, they're lying through their teeth. The Fed employs around 400 PhDs. The probability that they are this consistently wrong is an extremely low one. Regardless of the case, what should be abundantly clear is that these people have no place controlling the money of the world. The notion that a small number of people can just arbitrarily decide the Fed's fund rate, a number that affects every node in the fiat system, and is derived from an incomputable level of complexity is absolutely absurd. Money is a market good. What we have courtesy of central banks is a political system and one that enables control. It is time to categorically reject the central planning class and adopt a superior monetary good of the market and for the market, one with a predictable issuance schedule that is known into infinity rather than one chosen by a few chips sitting at a fancy table. These people have been leeches on society for long enough. If we are a free society, then reject the frame that central banking is necessary and let's freely choose our monetary network that will support an abundant future for humanity. It's time to remove the muck in the middle between peers, like banks, payment processors, and corporations, and reap the benefits of a peer to peer global monetary network that just does what it says on the tin, instead of wasting time trying to interpret the signals from these idiots. Government and central banks' only weapon in this fight is coercion. Over time, the notion that a small group of liars ever had control over something as vital and influential as money, will seem as primitive as traveling via horse and cart. It's time to reject the frame of these parasites and their network of surveillance and control and opt into the freedom network of Bitcoin. Hope you'll have a great start to your week. I'll talk to you tomorrow.